Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Today we're jumping into our series, Family Matters. We're doing week two, so if you get your worship guides out, your sermon notes there in your worship guides, if you'd like to use the paper, or you can get on your YouVersion Bible app if you're more of a techie and get the sermon notes from there as well. Let's open up our Bibles today to Ephesians chapter 2. Woo! Yes! Why do we do that? We're just excited about Jesus. I think he's the most exciting thing in the world. So glad to have you with us today. Last week we talked about this Easter Sunday. We kicked off our Family Matters series. I gave you three keys to family membership. Three O's. You remember the three O's? You get bonus points, super bonus points if you remember the three O's. The first one was opportunity that this has to be made available to us. We can't be a part of the family of God unless it's made available to us, that Jesus made it available to us. That's the first O. The second one is that it's optional, that love and relationship involves and requires a choice, that we can't, we've got a choice whether we want to be in the family of God or not. God says, hey, I'd love for you to be a part of my family, but it's up to you. It's your call. I love you unconditionally, but you have the option to reject me if you want to. Man, that's a big, that's a lot of love. That's a lot of love that can love people that may not love you back. I don't have that love on my own. It takes God love in me for me to have that. I want to love the people that love me. Let's just be honest right here. If you don't love me, I don't like you. Just kidding. But that's what it is like without God's love, right? Maybe I was too honest. Maybe you just keep the veil on and pretend like I like everybody. So now, now the third O... Third O is about being open. We have to open our heart and accept what God has offered. So that was last week. But today, I'm going to look at the different roles in the family and how those roles impact not only our relationship in our house, in our, in our family setting, but also how it impacts our relationship with Jesus. So if you got Ephesians chapter 2, let's take a look at it. I'm going to start reading uh, in verse 11. A lot of scriptures here. I'm just going to build something and, and we'll land here at the end. Verse 11 says, therefore, this is Apostle Paul writing to a church in Ephesus. And he writes these words, therefore, remember that you, talking to us, talking to them specifically then, but he's talking to us in 2019, that you once Gentiles or non-Jews, non-believers in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by what was called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Paul just wants to make it straight out understood that if we do not have God, we do not have hope. If we're in the world without God, we're in a world without hope. God is the only hope we have for our world. We can't put our hope in political parties. We can't put our hope in certain people. Our only hope has to be in God. Just check and make sure you understood what he's saying there. But the next scripture says, but now in Christ Jesus. Anybody have one of those moments where you were without hope, but now? You got to have one of them but now moments. Those moments where you feel overwhelmed by fear, discouragement, disappointment, it's like, I have no hope. I don't know if this is ever going to turn around. I don't know if it's ever going to get better. I don't know if it's ever going to change, but now. This is the way I was, but now God has done something in my life. We need some but nows. Some but nows maybe when you raise that hallelujah when you don't feel like singing. See, we got to realize in our life that sometimes we're going to praise God when we don't feel like it. 
Those but nows aren't that my feelings changed, it's my decision changed. This is how I felt like I had no hope, but now I'm in Christ Jesus. That's not the sermon, but I'm just throwing that out for free, sorry. But now in Christ Jesus, you're once who are far off, been brought near by the blood of Christ. Check out this part. For he himself, Jesus, is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself, in Jesus, one new man from the two, thus making peace, that he, Jesus, might reconcile them both to God in one body through the, through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. In other words, the division between God and man. Because of sin, there's this gap between God and man. Jesus came and preached peace and brought, uh, took away the division between God and man. He came and preached peace to you who were far off, to those who were near. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. How do we get to the Father? We get to the Father through Jesus. How do we get to heaven? Through Jesus. It's not through my good deeds. It's not through my good morality. It's not because I'm a good person and God will probably send me to heaven. No, the only way I go to heaven is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Attendance in church doesn't get me to heaven. I can come to church every single Sunday and never make it into heaven. It is through Jesus. Just making sure we understand the process. Now, therefore, verse 19, this is important. Now, therefore, so because of all of that, what Jesus did, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. I want to stop right there. That you're now no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of God and members of the household of God. Look at that phrase, household of God. Words literally means member of a family, means one who belongs to a particular household. So, isn't it pretty cool that God has a household? There's a household of God. How many wants to be a part of the household of God? I think it'd be a great place to live in God's house. Now, we call church God's house, but there's a household of God. There's a membership. There's a family. And we're going to take a look at the three primary members, roles of members of the household of God in the next upcoming week. So you can tell people to come back over these next three weeks because we're going to talk about three different roles of the members of the household of God. The first one we'll talk about today is the son or daughter role. That's about dependency. We'll go into detail on that today. The next one is the spouse. That's about deference. You're like, deference? What is that? You'll love that word. You may not love that word, but come back next week and hear about what that means to be a spouse and what it means to have deference in that relationship. Thirdly, there's the parent role. So three roles in the household, and this is in the natural and in the spiritual. In the natural, in our homes, you're either a son or a daughter, you're a spouse, or you're a parent, right? Well, see, we, it's also that way spiritually, and we'll talk about how that applies in our relationship with Jesus as well as in the home. Now, in the natural, you may be a spouse, but not a parent yet, or you may be a parent and not a spouse right now, but one thing we all have in common Every single one of us is we are all sons and daughters. Whether I have a relationship with my parents or not, whether I even know who they are, every single one of us are a son or a daughter. That's the role we're going to talk about first. So let's take a look at it. The son or daughter role is about dependency. Dependent. The word dependent means relying on or subject to one another. Subject to one another. Now, we all have this in common naturally because we're all sons and daughters, but we all have this in common spiritually. In, in our household, I'm a parent role, 
and I've got five kids. But spiritually, we are all on the same level playing field with God that we are all sons and daughters of God. Because God doesn't have grandchildren. He doesn't have any grandchildren. All he has is children. So when it comes before God, me and my children, we're on the same level as that we all have to have a relationship with God as sons or daughters. So they don't have to say, it's God, dad, me. No, it's God and them. Their relationship with Jesus. My relationship with Jesus doesn't do anything for them other than give them something to model. But they have to have their own. They're right under Jesus in their relationship with him. So we all have the son or daughter role in that context. It is the first and most important role in the household, the son or daughter role. And if you say, well, I'm a parent, so you don't think of yourself, you need to realize you are a son or daughter first. And this is why it's the most important role. I am a husband and I'm a father, but I was a son first. I became a husband in 1998. I became a father for the first time in 1999. And so I was a husband, then a father, but I was a son long before that. A few years before that. (laughs) So now, here's what comes from this stage. Knowing who we are as a son or a daughter is essential to our success spiritually and naturally. Our identity comes from the son or daughter role. Our identity, who we are, comes from it. Here's what I mean. Misconceptions in this role will lead to misrepresentations in the other two roles. Here's what I mean by that. If I don't understand my role as a son of God, then it will drastically impact my role as a husband. If I don't get my role right as a son of God, I will not get my role right as a parent. Everything that I need to do successfully in life comes from my identity as a son. When I know who I am in Jesus, I will be a better husband. When I try and be a good husband and not concentrate on being a son of God, I'll tell you when I screw up. I could tell you a lot of ways I screw up. But here's how Chad screws up. When Chad tries to be one of those roles outside of his dependency on Jesus... This is why that role is about dependency, because in this stage, you've got to learn to be dependent on something bigger than yourself. And when I'm not dependent on my relationship with Jesus, and I try and be a husband just because I think i got some things figured out, and I know women. <laughs> Been married 21 years, I know women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't have to tell you how that's going to end up. It's never good. It's never good. Because what happens, when I, under, when I understand and operate out of a place of sonship, my identity is there, and I'm not looking for my wife to give me identity. I'm going to preach to somebody. I say, see, when I, when I operate out of that role as a son of God, I'm not looking for my kids to affirm my identity. I've went through more rejection as a parent I've had to deal with more rejection as a parent than I ever did as a kid. Because I'm like, what, 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 what happened? You know, as they go through stage, we'll talk about this more. I better move off of that. I'll get hung up that part. We'll talk about that. So this, this, this uh, role is very important. When I'm dependent on Jesus, it impacts every other. So we're going to talk about just the son or daughter role. Son or daughter role. All right, so check this out. There's three stages to the son or daughter role. I like everything in threes. The Trinity, 
Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. This whole world surrounded with threes. I don't know why you don't see them everywhere. It's all threes. So here, the three stages. Here's the three stages for the son or daughter role. Number one, there's the baby stage. That stage is about exposure. Number two, there's the child stage. That's about exercise. Number three, there's the adult stage, and that's about excelling. Do you see what I did there? Are you appreciating my alliteration? I work hard for this. No, I'm just kidding. But see, here's what he talks about. The baby stage is about exposure. Adult or child stage about exercise. Adult stage about excelling. Now, we're all in the natural, these three stages. In the natural, in your existence, we're in all three of these stages for a certain period of time. You're only a baby for a certain amount of time in the natural. I'm not talking about behavior. I'm talking about in the natural. You're only a baby. You're only a child for so long. You're only, then you go into adult stage. So we move in these stages over time. But spiritually, check this out. This is so important. We move in and out of all three of these stages constantly. Naturally, I'm only in this stage for a certain period of time. But spiritually, I need to visit all three of these stages on the regular and I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. So let's look at this first stage. Baby. It's about exposing. The word exposed means to make known, to bring something to light, to cause it to be visible, to open to, to view. This initial stage is about awareness. It's about seeing things for the first time, becoming aware of something for the first time. When a child is first born into the world, when they're first born into the world, they're born with their eyes closed. So they're born into the world with their eyes closed. At some point, they open their eyes and they see this new world for the first time. They see this world, and now they begin to experience this new world. They start to learn this new world. They don't know anything. They come out babies, and they start seeing. They, they can't do anything for themselves. They need help. The child's brain develops faster in the first five years of their existence than they do in any other time of their lives. 90% of a child's brain is developed by the age of five. I know you probably know people that you don't think that's true, that their brain is developed that fast, but, but I'm telling you, 90% of their brain was developed by the age of five. But babies are constantly exposed to new information. They're curious, they're adventurous, they're playful, they're always learning. You watch a little toddler, a little baby, they're always learning. They're figuring out things, little things. The, the first time they figure out how to put their fingers together. They look at their hand, and they, they start figuring out how to touch. They, they're raw. They can't do anything. They need help. They need someone. That's why they're dependent on someone else. When they come out, they can't eat for themselves. They need someone to feed them. They can't go to the closet and pick out something to wear. You, you've got to clothe them. They're totally dependent on someone else, and this is the baby stage. We have to be willing to be dependent on someone else. I remember... When my first child was born, 1999, and, and you know, it's the first one. I've never been a parent before, and so, and so you, got, you got that first time in the hospital, and you, they put them in that little bed thing there, and you got the drawers underneath it. It's a mobile thing. They roll around, and so I put them in there, and, and they, you know, how many has ever seen that first doo-doo? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know that first one that you could tar a roof with it? That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> If you haven't changed the very first diaper for any child, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you have, that first BM, if you will, that first exodus, it's an incredible experience. So I thought as a dad, is that too much for you? Sorry. Somebody... I thought as super dad, first time, like, you know what, babe, I got this. 
I'll take the first one. I want to be one of those. I had no idea. Nobody told me. No one educated me on the first one. So I'm diving in. You know, we smell it like, oh, there it is. They told us this is a good thing. You know, that first movement, we're excited about it. So I thought I was supposed to be excited about it. But then I took the thing off and I wasn't excited anymore. Because I looked at it and I'm like, whoa. Wow. So I look under the cabinet for something to clean it up with. And this is back in 1999. All they had was cotton balls. So I reach in, grab me a handful of cotton balls. The cotton sticking to everything, and I'm like, it was a mess. It's like, I, anybody got a wipe here? Maybe a putty knife, something. I need to get. When a baby's first born, they can't do anything for themselves. They need somebody to help them. Same thing spiritually. We understand that in the natural, right? Same thing spiritual. Look what John says in John chapter 3. If we're going to be a part of the household of God, we've got to be born into it. We were born into this world through a woman. We've got to be born into the household of God. Just because I'm breathing doesn't mean I'm a member of the household of God. Here's what Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3. He said, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God can't see the kingdom of God. Goes on down, he said, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he can't enter the kingdom of God. Just like a baby is born into this world, their eyes are open, they see the world for the first time, they have to learn and experience. When someone is born again, they're a baby. They see the kingdom of God, which just means the ways of God, the system of God. They begin to see it for the first time. When you're born into God's world, it's a whole new world from this world. When you're born into God's system, his way, he says to love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you. It's a whole new world. And when you first open your eyes to that new world, you have no idea. You begin to learn. It's exposure. It's learning that when you're first born again, some people make the mistake that once they're born again, that's it. I got saved, so I guess I'm just going to hang on till Jesus comes back or till I die and go to heaven. No, you're just beginning. Once you're born again, you just get started. It'd be weird if we would look at a baby that was just newborn and say, hey, that's awesome. We'll leave you here. Someday you'll be an adult. We wouldn't do that to a baby. We help them. We develop them. This is the same way spiritually. This baby stage is about being exposed to the new things God wants to do in your life. And growing up in that. Look, how do we grow? How do you grow in this system? First Peter 2 2 says it this way As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Now, the word grow means to increase or achieve the highest position. Let me say, say it to you this way Here's the strategy of the enemy right now. The strategy of the enemy is try to convince church people, Christians, followers of Jesus, that you can have a relationship with God without the Bible. That's his go-to move to get you to say, you know what? Just going to church is good. You don't have to read your Bible. You don't have time. You don't have time to read your Bible. You got to make sure and stay up to date on your Instagram feed. You don't have time to read the Bible. Here's the strategy. Why does the devil want to keep you and I from reading the Bible? Because he doesn't want us to grow. 
He knows that this scripture is true. That when we begin to read the Bible, it helps us to grow and develop. Notice what it says, that you grow thereby, by the word. How am I going to grow from being a baby? When I get born again, the first thing we need to do is have a relationship with the Bible. Have a relationship with the Word of God. If you've stopped reading the Word, if you've stopped reading the Bible for any reason, you need to pick it back up again because our growth is going to be stunted by our lack of biblical application in our life. It's our food. It's our nourishment. So you need to get, here's the practical points, all right? Get your devotional. Get your devotional, maybe take you through an Old Testament scripture, a New Testament scripture, and a psalm. Sit down every morning, read through those scriptures, pray beforehand, say, God, show me something in your word. You read through those scriptures, you say, all right, God, what are the things that you want to highlight to me and speak to me out of those scriptures? It may take you 15, 20 minutes, but you spend some time in the word. Spend some time growing, because that's how we're going to grow in the baby stage. So it's about exposure. Let's look at the next stage, the child stage. It's about exercise. The word exercise means the act of bringing into play or realizing an action. At this stage is when you begin to put into practice the things that you've learned. Look at Hebrews chapter 5. I'll read this to you and then we'll talk about it. It says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled. In the word of righteousness, he is a babe. Notice what's happened. This is someone who's a believer. They're a follower of Jesus, but they don't have a relationship with the word, so they're unskilled. That word unskilled means they're inexperienced. They're unacquainted with. They don't have a working knowledge of the kingdom of God, of the principles of God. So now they're just a baby. Doesn't mean they're not going to heaven. Doesn't mean they're not saved. It just means they're not going to be able to walk in everything Jesus wants them to walk in. They're unskilled in the word of righteousness. He says they're not equipped. So you got to grow past this. So next, here it says verse 14, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Here's a verse that's very uh, important about this phase. The children's stage is about exercise. What does that mean? If you're going to see the results physically of exercise, you have to do it continually. How many would love it if you went out and exercised once a month that you would be in the best shape of your life? Wouldn't that be awesome? But exercise doesn't work that way. Exercise means you have to consistently apply. You have to consistently exert force against resistance. The child stage, what he's saying here, he says, the only way you're going to grow is by reason of use. That word use means systematic training, practicing again and again and again. You will have your senses, your ability to understand, recognize, or, or exercise. It'll be trained. So here's what, God's, here's what happens if the child stays a natural. Parents, you'll, you'll relate to this. The child stage is when you expose your baby to all this information and they start having their own opinion. You know when you first start telling them stuff, they just do whatever you want, and yeah, yeah, yeah. At this stage, you start telling them, hey, I need you to do this, and they're like, hmm. And this could start very early. This could start when you're still calling them in the month's age. You know when you won't call your kids by years yet? You need to stop doing that when it's about 48 months. You know, go ahead and say they're four years old, Okay. But you always know, say, but it can start really early. Then all of a sudden they say, no, or I don't want that. Or, so this child stage, it's not bad. What's happening is the child is starting to exercise their will 
in conjunction with what they've been exposed to. Your will is not a bad thing. Your will is a gift from God. God doesn't want to break your will. He wants to shape your will. He wants to mold your will. He wants your will to adapt to his. So I want my kids to have a strong will. I want them to have a strong determination. But I want them to adapt a value that God wants them to do in their life. So this exercising is about you begin to push against. You begin to say, hey, this is what you ought to do. This is what I'm showing you. But in this stage, you begin to put, okay, this is what I think. I'm not sure this is what you're saying. You begin to exercise your will in accordance with theirs. So now spiritual application. Because we all say, well, I'm not a child anymore. Well, we all are in these stages because there's a time when God exposes you and I to a new truth. Exposes you to something brand new you've never seen before, never heard before. He tells you something, a new secret. He, he whispers this into your ear. In that moment, you've got to decide. Because here's what happens. The child doesn't know what the parents know. Anybody ever felt like you knew something your kids didn't know yet? You're like, you've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, and you're trying to explain it to them, and they're like, I don't see what you're talking about. That's ridiculous. That never happened. You don't know what you're talking about. You, you don't understand. Right? Understand? Be careful before we get on our kids, because it's the same thing we tell God. When he tells us something, says, Chad, I need you to do this, and I want you to do that, and I go... Well, I don't see how that's going to happen. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't, you don't understand, God, what I'm dealing with here. You don't understand my problems. You don't understand. We tell them the same thing. So in this child stage is when God asks me to bring my will into alignment with his, and I have to exercise faith, and I have to do it over and over and over. I have to do it consistently. If I'm going to grow, here's the problem. Mm, I'll hold that thought. Remind me to tell you about the problem. So let's go to the next one. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6 says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. That word obey means to hear under, listen attentively, and obey. And it's easy for us to use this scripture and pound our kids. Children, obey your parents! <laughs> Just like some men only know one scripture in the whole Bible, and it's wives submit to your husbands. <laughs> they beat it over their head. You're supposed to submit to me. Yeah, no, not like that. I'm not. So you got, you got to understand this children obey. What that means is to listen under. There is a stage in your life, children, in the natural. This is why you need to value your parents' opinion. You need to value. And notice what it says. Children obey your parents in the Lord. If they're giving you godly advice, even if you don't see it, there's a season in your life. You need to listen under them. Even if you don't understand everything. Even if you don't agree with everything. Even if you don't see what it's gonna, how it's going to turn out. You need to listen and obey because God says, you're honoring me when you honor your parents. But now the same thing God asks us to do to him. Everything that God asks us to do with our children, he's asking us to play that role and be the child to him that when he asks me to obey, I don't ask questions, I just do what he tells me to do. That's the child stage. Let's go to the third stage and I'll tie all these together. The adult stage is about excelling. So we've got exposure, we're exercising, and now we're excelling. The word excel means to be superior, to surpass an accomplishment or achievement. And I give you Ephesians chapter 4, just for time's sake, I'll read there in verse 13. It says, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man or a perfect woman. doesn't mean without flaws. Perfect doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. 
If, if perfect means I don't make mistakes, I will never fit this bill. What it means is to come to maturity, to full age, to be fully accomplished. So here's the goal in the adult stage. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, he says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. They're the sons of God. We're growing into it. So now let's put these three stages together. The baby stage is about exposure. We understand this in the natural. We got a baby. We got a baby that's dependent on someone else. We got the child stage. It's about exercising and practicing. Now we've got the adult stage, which is about excelling. Now let me bring it to us all from a spiritual standpoint. Every single one of us need to understand we have to be able and open to operate in all three stages spiritually with God. We have to be willing to be exposed to something new, to look for new things in God. You know how kids, you know, sometimes we see ourselves only in one role. I'll, I'll, I'll do it this way. Sometimes we can get in the adult stage and we get where we've got some things figured out and we get stuck in that stage because we won't want to be a baby again and expose ourselves to something new. You ever been in that place where you, sometimes people get old and crotchety? You know what I'm talking about? They won't do anything new anymore. They just stick with the old same thing. That's a good way to get old quick when we're not willing to be exposed to something new. Your age cannot determine your exposure to something new. It has to be a hard thing. This is why in the adult stage, we got to be willing to learn from the people in the baby stage. Because the people in the baby stage, they're open, wanting to play. Let's do something new. Let's do something fun. Let's do, hey, I want to watch TV. Come on, Dad, let's go out and play. Nah, it's all right. You guys go do that. I'm just going to sit here for a while. <laughs> See, we got to be willing to learn. I'm not going to grow unless I understand that, hey, people in the baby stage, they're supposed to spur me on to new energy. And people in the baby stage need to be willing to learn from the people in the adult stage. Because there's some areas of my life I've reached maturity in that God has blessed me and, and I've gotten there. But here's what we got to understand. Here's where I've made a mistake. Here's the problem. Remember, remind me of the problem? You, you forgot to remind me of the problem. I made a mistake as a parent. I want to rectify it. I've got five. I've got one in college, one getting ready to go. I've made a mistake as a pastor. I have not talked openly enough to my kids, or to my church about the process. The pain of the process. I don't want my kids to think that I got to the stage, the adult stage in certain areas and not know that I went through the baby stage and the child stage where I spent years exercising, 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 battling thoughts, battling weakness, overcoming fear, overcoming insecurity, overcoming problems, saying yes to God every day when my flesh wanted to run away, when I wanted to quit, when I wanted to give up, over and over and over till I finally get to a place of maturity in that area. It is a process. It's a process, and it hurts sometimes. It's challenging. You can't look at other people and say, well, I wish I was like them. You don't know. You don't know what, what it took for them to get there. You don't know what pain is in the process. I want to be more transparent about it. If we're going to grow in our relationship with God, we've got to stop talking about just the arrival points, and we need to talk about the journey points. Because what happens, you hear me talk about arrival points, and we get hyped up, and then you go home, and you realize you're still in the journey point. 
And we get discouraged and say, well, you talk about this and that, and I'm experiencing this, so evidently I'm not a very good man. Evidently I'm not a very good woman. You just may be in a different stage. You just may need to keep exercising. You just may need to keep working over. But see, if I'm in that adult stage, i got to realize there's times in my life God's going to say to me, Chad, I want you to branch out, and I want to expose you to something new. Something new? Yes, it's something you've never seen before. Well, I haven't, if I've never seen it before, I don't understand it. I know. It's called being willing to be dependent and be vulnerable and say, Daddy, I need you. Please clean up my messes as I journey into something new. And I get into the process. Now God's exposed me to it. Now what am I going to do with it? Am I going to put my effort into it? Am I going to exercise? Am I going to exert force against resistance? Because the first time you try something new, the enemy is going to come slap you in the face and say, you can't do it. And so we got a choice in that moment. Am I going to say, am I going to quit? Am I going to give up? Or am I going to keep pushing back? I'm going to keep for the first time you get on the treadmill and you start running. Guess what? That treadmill, <laughs> God, God bless you. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> whoa, 30 seconds. That was awesome. Man, <laughs> whoa, knocked it out. But see, we want to get on there and think we ought to be able to run forever instead of starting with 30 seconds. The same thing spiritually in our relationship with God. we got to be willing to get on the treadmill with God and exercise. I'm going to practice good thoughts today. I'm going to practice loving thoughts today. I'm going to practice not cussing anybody out before noon today. I'm going to practice. I'm going to exercise. Well, see, because the problem is, is, is we as believers, once we get mature in an area, oh, oh, I'm talking to myself because sometimes in my moments of parenting, I don't know if this is true for you. Sometimes in my moments of parenting, I will say something and it's like the Lord will say to me, huh? Short memory, don't you? Said it wasn't that long ago. I was saying the same thing to you, bonehead. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't call me bonehead. I'm just feeling like I'm trying to make a point. So i got to remember that once I was young, once I was naive, once I didn't know, once I was trying to exercise my will and my parents were telling me something and I didn't know if I believed them or not, i got to find out for myself. But how many knows this is true? Wisdom before experience is better than wisdom after experience. There's some things we learn after we go through things, and I'm thankful for that. It's part of it. I'm all for that. But if I can get a bit of wisdom from somebody that's been there so that I don't have to go through there, then why wouldn't I take it? So I want to encourage somebody that you see yourself stuck in a stage. Maybe you've been exposed to something new. You're in the baby stage. But when you realize you've got to actually put it to practice, I can give you a message, but if you don't put it to practice and actually apply it and exercise resistance, the enemy is going to mop the floor with us. Every time we try something new, we get stuck in this child stage and we realize we got to work at it. Being an overcoming Christian, too many times we've been uh, either intentionally or unintentionally led to believe that it is not a struggle. It's hard. 
There's time, if you're going to be successful, you've got to do it. The same way if you're going to lift weights or exercise, if you're going to go out there and walk for two miles of a morning, whatever you're going to do, it's going to take you exerting some force against resistance. If you're going to reshape your mind to bring your will under the authority of kingdom of Jesus, it's going to take some effort. So don't get stuck in the exercise stage. Some people try in the exercise stage, in the child stage, and as soon as they fail, they think, that's it, I'm, I can't do it. I've been there. I'm still in the child stage in some areas right now. I'm in the baby stage in some areas right now. But here's, here's what we got to be open to. You feel me? If we're in the adult stage, in an area, we got to be willing to be taught and learn from someone in the baby stage. Or let's say it this way. If I'm in the baby stage of an area and someone else in the, is in the adult stage in that area, I got to listen to them. God may try to call you into a baby stage where you want to learn something new and you're like, nope, I'm comfortable in my adult stage. Here's what I'm sure about. Here's what I'm confident about. And God says, wait a minute. This person over there, I want you to be involved. I want you to go in that stage. And we got to say, I want exposure to something new. I want exposure to something new. Jesus, open my eyes to see something new. Open my eyes to see a new side of God. Well, this is, I know this about God. I'm comfortable there. I know. But how many knows God's pretty big? When we get to the place that we think we figured God out, it's a dangerous place. Because he's huge. He always wants to take me out of my comfort zone because he always wants me to grow. Growth and comfort do not go together. Is anybody hearing me? I want us to grow. So let me close with this. I don't know what stage you're in, but I know this, you're in all three stages in some area of your life. All three. Some of you are in adult stage in an area that I may be in a baby in. I need to learn from you. You're better at something. You're, you've got to a place, and I need to be vulnerable. I need to be open to say, you know what? I need to learn that. There's areas that I'm, I'm a child stage at. I'm working at. I'm still working. I'm exercising. I'm working at. I want, I want my kids to know. I want church to know. I'm still growing. I'm still exercising. I'm trying to figure this thing out. I, I'm, I'm growing in my relationship with God. I'm reading the Bible, not just so I can preach sermons, because I'm trying to grow into a better husband. I'm trying to go into a better father. I'm trying to grow into a better son. I need to know that I am a son of God first. And out of that relationship with him, you need to know you're a son or a daughter of God. And out of that relationship, every part of your life grows from there. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.